Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere, surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America Podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers. Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert! Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Movies America Podcast, okay? So today we are going to go a little uh, stylish, we're going to go a little catwalk. You've heard of House of Cards, House of the Rising Sun, House of Pancakes... Well, now I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, House of Gucci. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. I've been a Gucci all my life. Your name is in the history books. Paolo, you are Gucci, you need to dress the part. It's chic. Gucci needs new blood. It's time to take out the trash. They're my family. So am I. You picked the real firecracker. She's a handful. So this movie mostly takes place in Italy, so... Buongiorno, grazie, grazie. It's good to see you here at the Movies Melica podcast, okay? Capisce? <laughs> Enough of that for right now, but uh, hey, just wanted to remind everybody here before we get uh, too deep into the podcast here that uh, you can f- subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast. You can give it a nice review there, give it a nice five-star rating, you know, grazie, get ahead of time if you do that, <laughs> and uh, also download the episodes there. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, like I said, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, many other platforms that you can uh, listen to this on here. Also, uh, the podcast is on moviesmerica.com, and you're going to see some reviews on that website that you won't get on the podcast uh, platforms here. Also, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram under under Movies America, of course, if you want to share anything with me, you know, DM me or check out any of my posts that I put on there, and you can just tell me, you know, how uh, fantastic or just god-awful you think the uh, the podcast is, you know? So total honesty, you know, brutal truth is, well, okay, maybe not too brutal. I'm, I'm kind of sensitive and, and delicate. Uh, but, you know, hey, truth nonetheless, right? So, And then also uh, you'll see on Twitter and Instagram where I'll post uh, when I'm doing uh, rooms on like Twitter spaces and Clubhouse there. Uh, rooms where I'll start them up, and then if you want to join me in, in the in the room on Twitter Spaces and Clubhouse, it just gives us a chance to talk, you know, live and interactively about movies, and just kind of go back and forth. And I'd love to get your thoughts. And so I do those occasionally, and I put announcements about those on Twitter Spaces or on Twitter and uh, in, in Instagram and Facebook as well. So 
And so also, just to let you know here before we get started here as well, uh, this is a spoiler-free review as all my all my, my reviews are. So you don't have to scurry into some dark room and uh, you know, grab your earmuffs and, uh, you know, and hide in fear that you're going to hear a spoiler. This is a spoiler-free review, all right? And so, as you all know here, of course, as is tradition here in our On Movies America podcast, I do drink a uh, beer. And so today's lucky beer contestant that I will be uh, hydrating myself with during this podcast is St. Arnold Fancy Lawnmower. Yes, that's right. Not just a lawnmower, a fancy lawnmower. Just picture that, right? And so St. Arnold Brewing Company, they're actually out of uh, Houston, Texas. They're the oldest craft brewery in in Texas. And so this is just a yeah, great beer, like say, you, you know, if you actually are on a fancy lawnmower uh, outside, you know, uh, mowing your lawn and you just need a little hydration, need a little uh, liquid uh, refreshment to help you, you know, take the edge off that hot Texas heat or wherever you're at. It's a good beer uh, for that. It's, it is very citrusy. It's got a lot of hops in there. It's just like a, a German-style Kolsch. So definitely check it out. Uh, St. Arnold is not like an obscure or overly obscure, you know, uh, beer brewery. And so chances are you're going to be able to find it, at a, you know, where you're at uh, there. But, you know, if there's like craftshack.com, uh, you know, websites like that, that uh, you, know, you can get beer, um, you know, beers like this, like craft brews off of there. So, but yeah, St. Arnold Fancy Lawnmower is uh, today's uh, delicious liquid of choice that I will be uh, drinking here during this review. So, speaking of said review here, so we are, like I said, we are, or I am reviewing House of Gucci, and this movie is is all about, well, let me, let me just kind of tell you like what it's all about here, just kind of get started. So Lady Gaga, you know, from A Star Is Born and, and from the music scene fame, so she plays uh, a character named Patrizia, and she starts out, she's kind of like a, she's kind of a, you know, humble beginnings, uh, you know, she's not poor, she's not, you know, super fa- fabulous rich like like the Gucci's are. But so she is at a party with some friends, and she meets uh, a Gucci uh, there. So uh, Maurizio Gucci, and she knows exactly who he is because you know she hears the last name Gucci. She tries to get something going with him. She pursues him. He's not really pursuing her because, as as you'll learn in this movie, he's he's pretty shy and uh, mild mannered here. But so it's all about her meeting this. A very famous person, uh, particularly in Italy, uh, an heir to a you know a fashion empire, uh, Gucci, and how their relationship develops, and then she eventually meets the rest of his family, the Gucci family, and she starts off nice, like trying to make a good impression, but then she she soon shows her devious side and starts pitting family against each other and it shows that she's really not really all about Maurizio but she's more about power and money and and you know just just the 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 royalty of being Gucci and and just you know making her life you know a great life right a a, a life you know of, she's really greedy you know so she just 
loves that, loves that cash, right? Loves that money. And, you know, she does some things here, and I'm not going to go into those specific things that she does. I'm not going to give away the flavor of the movie at all. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but... Uh, so she does do some sleazy, scandalous, you know, dastardly uh, stuff uh, in the Gucci family here, and uh, you'll see that. So that, that's why you should check out this movie uh, here. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very character-driven, dramatic movie. I mean, there's a lot of dialogue between the the characters. And there isn't any real slam bang action or anything like that. I mean, you know, I will let you know that if you consider Michael Bay or Zack Snyder like true cinematic kings above all other directors, you're probably not going to like this movie. Okay, uh, nothing's blowing up. No, no buildings are collapsing. No cars are flipping in midair. Uh, Optimus Prime doesn't show up. I mean, there's no like, you know, just no, you know. Michael Bayham, you know, there's not explosions and fire and gun, gunplay and gunfights or anything like that. So it's not that kind of movie. It, it it is a movie that's very operatic though, which is kind of poetic since you know it takes place in Italy and Florence is the birth of opera to be precise. And so it just kind of makes you know sense that this movie you know is does feel very operatic. It does feel very Shakespearean. It, you know, it's got a lot of heavy drama uh, in it, and it kind of starts out kind of light and jovial, casual, but then it it spirals down, you know, a very very dramatic uh, wormhole, and and you'll you'll you know, I, th- you, I think you'll definitely feel the full breadth of that uh, while you're watching this movie. And Lady Gaga as uh, Patrizia, I mean, she is she is fantastic. She's making a nice acting career for herself. You know, after she's after she's been such a musical icon, and she yeah she's fantastic at just making you hate this character, and just just if you want if you want a picture just picture like the the complete 180 degree opposite of her character Allie in A Star Is Born, it's exactly like that. So, and when I was watching it, I couldn't help but see reminders of Sharon Stone's character in Casino. Except less manic, not quite as crazy. Uh, you know, she's not throwing stuff all over the place. She's not, you know, just getting you know whacked out of her mind on drugs and crashing cars and you know nothing like that. So more subtle, but kind of that character like Sharon Stone in Casino, where you just you you hate her. You know, you're just like Ugh, this, this is like a real sleaze bag character. And so it's it's good. I mean, you could obviously tell that Lady Gaga. You know, got into the character. She, you know, they say as a, as an actor, even if you're playing like a bad character, in order to be, you know, portray the character, even villains, you know, in the best way, don't don't let yourself judge the character. I mean, this could be a a character like this Patrizia Gucci character that Lady Gaga plays. Uh, it you know it could be. You know, Amon Goeth. You know, from Schindler's List that Ray Fiennes played like. You know, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, just truly creepy, evil people, right? Evil characters. But to to portray those kind of characters in you know in in, in the most rich way, the most in, in, with the most depth and the and the most authenticity, 
actors are told like don't judge the character don't judge their actions don't judge their deeds sympathize with the character you know put yourself in their shoes and i I could tell lady gaga did that uh with uh this role here i mean it's it just shines right on through here also i gotta give uh a mad shout out to jared leto as uh, apollo uh he's he's hilarious hysterical and humorous i mean the triple h (laughs) in this movie. I mean, he just totally transforms uh, himself. I mean, he doesn't look like, the, you know, the the, the Jared uh, Leto, you know, from other movies. Uh, you know, if you saw, like, Lord of War. Um, I'm trying, actually, I'm having a hard time, like, thinking of movies where he actually looks like Jared Leto does in real life. I mean, he's got the upcoming Morbius movie. But uh, other than that, you're like, American Psycho maybe back in the day. Like, you know, uh uh, you know, a lot of years ago, you, you know, he, he looks kind of normal. He's not in some, you know, transformational character like the Joker or in this case, uh, you know, Paolo Gucci. But he plays Al Pacino's son, Paolo Gucci, in this movie. And he's just hilarious. He just totally transforms the way he talks. He's, oh, you're going to make me cry. Oh, I'm a gentleman, Paolo, Paolo Gucci. Nobody gives me credit for one of my, my creations. You know, Bongiorno, you're just, oh, you're so kind. And, and, and nobody said you had to control. And uh, admire my, my, my style is like this. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's a chic style. You know, I mean, he's just, you know, he's just it, does, it obviously doesn't sound like Jared Leto at all in real life, but... You know, and he also, he, you know, he, he he was so in character, and the way they made him up to look like Paolo Gucci, it was even enough to actually fool Al Pacino because Al Pacino, like I said, plays his father uh, in this in this movie, and Pacino hadn't seen Jared Leto in his Paolo Gucci getup. You know, he hadn't seen him all made up, and so Jared Leto is all made up as as Paolo Gucci, and he's on the set. And he goes up to Al Pacino, and he's like, Papa, you know, and and uh, Al Pacino, of course, is just like, who the, who the hell is this? Like, you know, like, how did you get in the set? You know, he, wasn't, he didn't say that, but he was thinking it like, oh, you know, like, how, how does this guy get on the set? Like, they're letting anybody on the set, and they're coming up to me, Al Pacino. And Jared Leto says that, you know, he could tell Al Pacino was like trying to get away from him and trying to get to somebody else, and... And he was kind of stand. He was standoffish to Jared Leto, and Jared Leto, you know, remembers thinking back that you know that he thought just thought that Al Pacino was grumpy that day, and then someone whispered into Al Pacino's ear, like ear. He, you know, they told him, "Hey, by the way, that's Jared. That's Jared." You know, and Al Pacino was like, "Oh, my son!" You know, like you know, just and <laughs> they just started greeting each other. But I mean, that's some great characterization. That's some great. Uh, you know, costuming, you know, for for Jared Leto as uh, as Paolo Gucci. But, yeah, he was definitely the comic relief uh, in this movie. And, you know, he's got some dramatic uh, moments in this movie. But it's, it's just funny how he dresses in this movie. Uh, you know, he pretty much looks like a, like an Italian Willy Wonka <laughs> with the way that he dresses. Kind of also kind of looks like uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, you know, from the, from the Tim Burton Batman. And... You know, really, Scott, you know, as far as like casting Lady Gaga, uh, you know, he said that, you know, quite, you know, just, you know, point blank, he saw her in a Star is Born as Allie, and that's how she got her chance at uh, at the part. So 
I could see that. I could see that. I mean, she did. She did. You know, make quite the impact in uh, A Star Is Born. I mean, I remember watching that movie, and I still in this floor because I didn't think like Lady Gaga was going to be able to act. I mean, I remember like when Whitney Houston tried to act in My Bodyguard or Waiting the Duck's Hell, and she mistakenly thought, you know, her 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 prowess, her immense talent, you know in her singing career and her musical career would translate into, you know, great acting. And, uh, no, uh, sorry, Whitney, it, uh, it did not, <laughs> but Lady Gaga is a different, you know, a different, uh, you know, situation here. So she's definitely got the chops and Hey, you know what? I'm going to take a little drink of my St. Arnold right here. So I gotta, gotta stay hydrated. Like I said, that is outstanding. Yeah, this movie is it's you know very dramatic movie. It's very character driven, and the movie it doesn't have any kind of like new plot devices or you know plots. Its plot is very conventional. It's not anything that you haven't seen before in say like your average Lifetime movie or you know TV movie or you know other other cinematic theatrical releases. You know where you know it starts off. You know you know everything's uh, going great, everything's positive, and then all of a sudden you have this antagonist that starts doing, you know the the corrupt, evil, sinister things, and the protagonist has to deal with that, and it kind of mushrooms from there. Like you know that that's a conventional plot structure, right? Of you know a tale as old as time, right? But what really makes this movie really just pop is uh, the way that the actors realize the characters, particularly, like I said, like Jared Leto as Paulo and, and Lady Gaga as uh, Patrizia. You have a gift, I'm telling you. Oh, stop. Stop, you're going to make me. You're going to make me cry. Oh. Nobody has ever said that to me. Nobody. Paolo, why don't you have your own line? These are just mock-ups. I can't afford to get serious. With your gift and your talent and your vision. Are you kidding? Gucci needs no blood. Goodbye, 1930s. Hello, 80s. Huh? You took the words right out of my guts. Paolo Gucci is coming. That's just a little sample of Jared Leto as Paolo and then Lady Gaga as uh, Patrizia there. <laughs> and other actors, you know, they make uh, the characters pop out as well. I mean, Al Pacino. I mean, what can you say, man? Al Pacino playing, you know, Aldo Gucci. I mean, this is the guy that did Michael Corleone in The Godfather, right? Dog Day Afternoon, Scarface legendary roles and he, he he definitely gives a you know a charisma and a humor to that character he's very kind of warm and and eccentric and it so it you definitely kind of start laughing and chuckling at the way that you know he carries himself he, you know if you're an american watching this movie you know it it'll it's it'll you'll kind of laugh you know just at the way he carries himself you know which i don't mean it with disrespect or anything like that you know but it's just not you know it's just different with uh, the way that uh, we w- just walk down the street on an average day right but but he's a very you know, friendly jovial warm character here uh, jeremy irons 
is the exact opposite. Jeremy Irons is, you know, kind of cold and and bitter and I mean he's got some warmth to him, but you know, Jeremy Irons, he he makes that character pop there as well. Salma Hayek's character, she doesn't re- she didn't really do anything uh, for me uh with that character, but you know, it and the conspiracy theorist in me kind of makes me wonder like I wonder if she got the part because she's actually married to the CEO of the company that owns Gucci now. <laughs> surely surely that had nothing to do with how she got the uh the role uh, <laughs> but hey, I have no evidence of that. But, you know what, just food for thought throwing that little throwing that little crumb in your head to make make you wonder here, but and Adam Driver as, you know, as his character, you know, there so as Maurizio you know, he does a pretty good job. He's um, he really does a good job at uh, at letting you know and and convincing you of the kind of the, the soft spoken, mild mannered character of Maurizio. And Adam Driver's done a pretty good job at parlaying the the popularity, the the you know famous famousness that he's you know acquired from. The Star Wars movies, and you know, from playing uh, you know Kylo Ren in the Star Wars movies, and and him and his agent have done a good job at, at him branching out at other genres other than Star Wars. He he definitely doesn't want to be you know Mark Hamill from you know the you know nineteen seventy seven Star Wars you know in, in the original Star Wars trilogy where he just gets typecast into one role and he can't parlay it into you know more well rounded more Renaissance man kind of acting career. And he's done. He's done a, a knockout job uh, with that because you know Adam Driver. He's now you know in Marriage Story. He was just in the, another Ridley Scott movie, The Last Duel. You know a lot of a lot of different uh, things uh, that uh, he's in, and so he's in. You know, hey, I got 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 to give him a shout out. He's an ex Marine. Well, I should say ex Marine. He's a Marine. You never you're never an ex Marine. You're you're a United States Marine forever, and he has branched out into an acting career in. Is definitely uh, you know very famous uh, from it, but the uh, the music in this movie you know definitely will remind you of what era it's in. I mean, you just heard you know Blondie's Heart of Glass, um, you know in the trailer there. You hear a myriad of other seventies and eighties hits in here to really sell you that this does play, take place in the seventies. In the the eighties, and so it shows you the, the you know the age of excess. But you know, with this movie, I mean, like I was saying, I'm not really into fashion or anything like that. And I don't I don't care about that Versace and Gucci and Tiffany and all that stuff. I, I don't really care. I'm surprised I was even able to name that that amount of uh, designers. But yeah, I just but you know, I Ridley Scott makes good movies, and so I, I went to go see this movie. Because really, Scott, and also, I mean, I, I review movies, right? So you know, you're gonna go have to go see movies that you normally aren't interested in. But really, Scott made this movie, or made going to see this movie not a chore, because really, Scott makes great movies like Gladiator and Alien and Blade Runner, The Martian. You know, just a myriad of different movies uh, that he makes. That you know, I mean, he's, he makes very few stinkers. He, ma- he does make a few stinkers, but very few. <laughs> Most of his movies are are great movies, and so that what that's what made this movie you know compelling and 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 interesting to me, and didn't make me dread going to check out the movie. And 
you know, if you're hesitating to see this movie, you know, because it's something new or something different or it's just something that you don't really think that you're going to be into, you know, take a lesson from me. I, I didn't really think that I was going to going into to be into a TV series called Breaking Bad. I mean, like, what what's Breaking Bad, right? I, I don't, I don't, it didn't really sound like a TV. But I watched Breaking Bad, and Breaking Bad, as we all know, was a fantastic TV series. Game of Thrones. I'd never read the Game of Thrones books. I didn't know. I'm really typically not into sword and sorcery stuff, which it really isn't sword and sorcery. But you know, I, you know, I started watching the TV series, and I was like, "Thank God, I tried something new. So, thank God, I, I I tried something that you know didn't really appeal to me right off the bat. I didn't judge a book by its cover. Same with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know those characters at all. Watched the movie, was thoroughly entertained, laughed my butt off. It was great. So you know, you know. Take a chance, you know. T- check out this movie. Is it going to be the best movie you've ever seen? No, no, far from it. But you will, I think, admire the roles or the performances as you're watching it. And also, at the at the very least, you'll watch the movie. And be like, wow, thank God I'm not <laughs> those characters. You know, my life doesn't seem so bad right now. I could definitely be worse. I mean, they were living in like penthouses and mansions and driving Lamborghini Countaches and Ferraris and you know skiing and you know San Moritz and Switzerland. Like, but you could tell these characters they they're going through some they're going through some stuff, and you know, you know most of it courtesy of Lady Gaga's character. But check out this movie here. I, I definitely would give it my official movies America podcast endorsement and so as always hey thanks for listening to movies america podcast i appreciate you uh checking this out and again this this podcast is on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify iheart radio it's on moviesamerica.com again check me out on twitter and instagram under movies america to you know give me your give me your feedback i'll you know i'll put some posts out there as well And, hey, feel free to tell your friends about this podcast. Don't spread the word, right? Spread that word, you know. Just, you know, don't keep it a secret to yourself. Don't be so stingy with the podcast. Spread that podcast around. Tell your friends. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for listening. And ciao, bella.